Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the Talkative Hotline. I'm really excited to record today's episode. We're going to be covering some sleep hygiene and organization. I know we all love a good nap and organization, let's just be real, I think we all could use it right about now. So uh, these are some great topics to cover. Shout out to the person who gave me these ideas. I went live on uh, Instagram and this person suggested that I cover sleep hygiene and organization. So we're going to dive into that. Um, But before we do that, I wanted to recap what I did last time. Uh, Here at Talkative Hotline, I almost never have a written script unless it's an intro or I'm taking small notes on my topics. I want my words to be real and authentic and come from my heart, not just a piece of paper. So I may have a repetition of words like um and like. So uh, usually... Usually when I'm talking to someone, I'm expecting a reply with a podcast. It doesn't really work like that. You kind of just, you're the only one talking. You don't really get a response. So uh, lag will definitely take place (laughs) every now and then. Uh, But I think that's enough of me rambling. Let's dive into some sleep hygiene and organization. All right. So the first thing that we're going to cover is what sleep hygiene is. Uh, and why it's important. Um, I am taking a health and wellness class currently, so I do happen to have some notes on sleep hygiene here in front of me, which are going to help me a little bit with this topic. Um, So sleep hygiene, what does it mean to have a strong sleep hygiene? Well, that means to have both a bedroom environment and daily routines that help promote that consistent uninterrupted sleep. Uh, Without consistent uninterrupted sleep, you're not really getting sleep that is that is benefiting you. If you're constantly tossing and turning or you can never just sleep peacefully for the hours that are needed to have good sleep, then honestly, your sleep isn't really doing you much good. Um, Now, why is it so important to have good sleep hygiene? One, it improves mental and physical health. Uh, the The more sleep you get and the better the sleep is, uh, the more you will feel good mentally. I mean, I know if I'm super, super tired or I had a really long day, my mind is not all the way there. Uh, I may feel a little bummed out or irritable or grumpy or whatever it may be. So having good sleep is really important for mental health. Uh, it's also important for physical health uh, on the aspect of just feeling more active, feeling more productive in your day-to-day life. Uh, if you're super tired, you're you're not going to get as much done uh, as you would uh, if, if you were well-rested. Uh, so two, it improves productivity. That's kind of what we talked about a little bit. Uh, but if you're really, really tired, you're not going to be performing things as best as you would be if you were really, really well rested. Uh, I know that if I'm really, really tired and then I have to take a test or I have to complete something at home uh, and I'm super drained, I don't perform as well as I'd like to. 
Uh, so getting good sleep is really, really important. And I know that sometimes we tend to neglect it or we're like, oh, I can function on three hours of sleep. Uh, but did you know that the average teenager, uh, at least our group, the average teenager should be getting anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep a day. Uh, and sometimes I barely meet seven uh, I usually get six and a half on a good night. Uh, so I'm not even necessarily meeting my standard. I'm I'm closer to it than some, but even I'm not meeting my recommendation for health. I'm supposed to be getting seven to nine, and I'm sure most of you guys are as well. I think that once you're older, uh, older than 18, I think it recommends six to eight. I might be wrong, but I think that that's the recommendation for people over 18 is six to eight hours of sleep. So, I mean, I'm kind of in that zone, but not all the way. Now, on a weekend or a day that I can just sleep and not worry about what time I have to wake up, I definitely get eight hours of sleep for sure. I can sleep all day if I wanted to, Uh, but sleep is really, really important. Uh, The third reason that it's important, uh, it improves moods and increases work ethic. Uh, The the more tired you are, the more grumpy and irritable you'll be. Uh, If I'm really well rested, I'm typically energetic, happy. Uh, I try to get things done. I'm more productive in my day-to-day life. Uh, But if I'm super tired, I tend to be grumpy and like moody and I'm like, oh, I'm tired or like, I don't want to do the dishes today or I really don't want to do homework today. But if I'm not tired at all, I'm like, oh, sure, dishes dishes sound good Uh, or homework, I got it, you know. So sleeping is really, really important and we should tend to address it and get as much sleep as we can. I know that us young ones, us teenagers, and even those that are in the workforce or, you know, those of us that are older are very, very busy. And these are really crazy times. So I get that sometimes we don't have the time to get the best sleep schedule, but it is very important to try our best to prioritize it for sure. And any chance that we get to take a little nap or get a good night's rest, we should. I think that a lot of times we, you know, we may finish all of the things that we need to do at 9 p.m., but we don't go to bed until 11 or 12 because we're on the phone or we're watching Netflix or we're this or we're that, and it's like, that's great and all, but instead of doing all those things that we wasted two hours on, we could have been spending that time to get the rest that our body needs to function the way that it's supposed to. So sleep hygiene, very, very important very important. Next, we're going to cover the signs of poor sleep hygiene. Now, in order for us to improve our sleep habits or make them better than they are now, we need to be able to pinpoint the things that show we're not having the best sleep hygiene. So, the first thing that I have is uh, struggling to fall asleep. If you struggle to fall asleep at night, you're constantly tossing and turning, or you're like, dude, I just can't fall asleep. Like there's a million things on my mind or like, I just couldn't sleep last night. That is a really big sign, uh, of poor sleep hygiene. Uh, the second thing is waking up frequently throughout the night. If you fall asleep 
at 10 and you wake up at 12 and you're tossing and turning and then you fall back asleep you wake back up at three you fall back asleep at four and then you wake up at six like that is not good sleep hygiene that shows that there is something off in our daily routine or in our our bedroom or something in our in our house maybe even just something wrong with our sleeping schedule uh, that shows that that we need to make a change in some kind of way. That's a that's a huge sign. If you're constantly waking up, huge sign that you have poor sleep hygiene. Uh, three, feeling exhausted and sleepy during the day. I think this is a huge one. Uh, I know that we all have a lot on our plates right now, so it's kind of obvious that we're going to be tired throughout the day. Like that's just how things are right now. I get it. We have a lot on our plates, whether we're doing school or work or. Uh, things for our families, discovering our own hobbies, spending times with loved ones, uh, whatever it is, I get we got a lot on our plate. We get tired. But if you're not really doing much, it's kind of like a lazy day and you only slept four hours, I think that's a sign that you have poor sleep hygiene. If you're constantly getting very little sleep and you're always tired and like just just trudging through the day, uh, that's that's also a sign that you have poor sleep hygiene. Uh, another one is irritability. If you're constantly grumpy and like, oh, leave me alone, or like, dude, I'm just so moody today. Like, I just want to be left alone. Like, those are huge signs uh, for sleep hygiene being at a bad position. That's a sign to uh, change things. Um, and the last thing I have is experiencing sleep paralysis and insomnia. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little story. Um, I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time last weekend. I have never experienced that. Now, for those of you who don't know what sleep paralysis is, uh, it's when your body, it's when you're in between being asleep and also being awake. And your body is physically unconscious but your mind is still conscious, so your mind is still thinking. Your mind is still doing things or processing stuff, but your body's kind of like already asleep. Uh, and you go into in a state that it's really weird and hard to explain, but you feel like you can't move. You honestly feel paralyzed. Now, your mind is what's freaking out. Not your body. Your body, your heart's beating, your blood's flowing, you're breathing. Like, you're fine in that sense, but you're technically half asleep, but your mind thinks you're awake. So, you try to move a muscle. Your brain is telling you, move, move your arm. Hey, move your leg. Hey, roll over. And your body doesn't do it. And it was the one of the scariest feelings I've ever felt. It was so weird. It was Oh, I woke up gasping for air because it felt like it was lasting hours and it was probably only like seven seconds that I felt paralyzed, but those seven seconds felt like forever. I was telling myself to roll over. I was using all of my strength to lift up my arm or to roll over and my body would not let me do it. So if you experience sleep paralysis, that is a sign that you don't have good sleep hygiene. Uh, and also insomnia, that's just struggling to sleep and stuff. There's other things that come with it. I don't know too much about insomnia, but I know that if you experience insomnia, that's also another sign of poor sleep hygiene. So those are all of the signs that I have written down. That's, that's it. That's pretty much all I can think of for poor sleep hygiene. 
Now that we've covered the signs of poor sleep hygiene, uh, I think it's safe to say we can jump into the ways to maintain a good sleep hygiene. Um, I have three different ones that are broken down into the littler parts of each one. It sounds confusing, but once once I start listing them, it'll make sense. So number one is following a nightly routine. Uh, following a nightly routine definitely can help with better sleep hygiene. Um, the preparation before we go to sleep can determine how easily we fall asleep. Um, it's really important to to have that nightly routine because it helps our body decompress, it helps us relax, uh, and it gets us in a state of, okay, it's time for bed. Uh, when we do things over and over and over again, eventually our body and our mind like recognize them and we start to develop that schedule uh, that our body needs to function and do things properly. So if we, let's say we're going to spend time washing our face, brushing our teeth, um, and then reading for a little bit or watching YouTube for a little bit, whatever it may be, if we do that every single night before we go to sleep, regardless of the time, whether it's 8 p.m. or 10 p.m., as long as we keep that consistent schedule, our brains will be like, oh, okay, you know what's next on the list? Going to sleep. So our, our minds correlate the two. So following a nightly routine is a great way uh, to begin, you know, falling asleep easier and uh, having your sleep last longer. Uh, the next thing under the following a nightly routine category is budgeting 30 minutes to wind down every day. So that kind of goes along with having that routine. Um, but if you set aside 30 minutes every day to just spend with yourself, just spend that time with yourself doing something that you love. Uh, that that will help your mind shut down properly, process all the information from the day, and just get good quality sleep. Um, everyone has different things that they like to do, whether it's uh, watching TV or reading a book, listening to music, drawing, writing, uh, whatever it is that you find comfort in, spend 30 minutes to wind down, you know, and you can always like mix the two together and brush your teeth, wash your face and listen to music all at the same time for 30 minutes, uh, whatever it is, just finding something for you that helps put you in an estate that is calm and relaxed and ready for rest. That is super important in maintaining good sleep hygiene. Uh, next is test methods of relaxation. Um, just try new things. If you struggle to fall asleep or you struggle to stay asleep once you're asleep, uh, try new things. There's like there's there's millions of things out there that we can try there's like all those weird little remedies which i have at the end i at the end of this episode i i have a couple of tips and tricks that i use and that other people use for better sleep but uh just try new things whether it's taking a bath or whatever it is just try something new and you never know what you're gonna find and what might work you know you may be like oh breathing exercises that's dumb yoga i could never but then once you actually give it a try your body might be like, hey, I kind of like this. And you'll be like, oh, all right, I guess we're going with it. Uh, and then you'll find something that is good and suits you. Uh, the last one under our 
follow a nightly routine thing is don't toss and turn at night. And I know that this sounds weird. You're like, uh, Haven, how can I not turn toss and turn at night if I already can't sleep? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. So what it means by don't toss and turn at night is do not spend longer than 20 minutes in bed if you cannot fall asleep. If you're sitting there laying down and you're all covered up in your blanket, you're ready to go to sleep, but your mind just won't it just won't shut down. Uh, Lay there for a little bit. Give your mind a second. Try different, you know, laying positions, whether it's on your back or your side or your stomach or however it is that you're comfortable. Try those different ones. And if nothing works within 20, 15, 20 minutes of laying there, just get up. Get up and do something. Uh, Because if you just let yourself lay there, you can lay there for hours. Because clearly your mind and body is not ready for rest. Like you're telling yourself, hey, I want to go to sleep, but your body's like, nope, I can't shut down right now. We got to do something. So that's a sign. If you're tossing and turning for more than 20 minutes, you need to get up and do something. Read a book or do some stretching, uh, maybe work out a little bit, take a shower, whatever it is, do something so your mind can go back again and actually get sleep. Uh, if you get up and read for a little bit or stretch or take a shower for 20 minutes longer, you will most likely be able to get back in bed and fall asleep and stay asleep rather than sitting in your bed for hours and then you're like, oh my god, it's midnight. I've been laying here for two hours and I still can't sleep. When instead, you could have got up and done something productive and then went back in bed and most likely had a higher chance of actually getting to fall asleep. So, That one's a little bit weird, but you can give it a try. Um, I've never tried that one before because most of the time I usually fall asleep within 20 minutes, no problem anyways, but give it a go, you know, get up, do something with your time. And then when you come to lay down again, you'll most likely be able to shut down properly. Number two, we need to cultivate healthy daily habits. The things we do in the day can determine what we do at night. If we're working super hard and we're doing all these things during the day, we most likely sleep better. Like, for example, if you go for a hike, like you typically don't go for hikes, but you went for a three mile hike. And then after that, you had to babysit your little cousin and cook dinner. When you come home, you're going to be knocked out. Your body's like, hey, I did a lot today. I'm not used to that. And you're most likely going to be asleep. Um, So number one is underneath the cultivating daily uh, healthy habits is exposing yourself to sunlight. Um, That's weird. I get it. But our bodies, in order for our bodies to fall asleep and have good sleep hygiene, we need to be able to tell the difference between day and night. If you're one of those people that likes to keep your room super dark and like I'm a vampire, right? Or you never go outside, it's harder for our body and mind to tell the difference between day and night. Uh, especially for those people who sleep all weekend and then they wake up at 5 p.m. Um, typically, our minds are like, hey, it's nighttime because it's dark, right? But our bodies will stay up because they had just woken up. So it's important to get outside for a little bit, get some vitamin D. I think it's vitamin D. Get some vitamin D. Um, get out there and just 
let your body soak up some of that because then when you come inside and it's time to go to sleep at night once the sun goes down your mind and body will be more likely to be like oh hey i already saw sunlight it's dark now i need to shut down now um and it's a little bit weird to think of it like that but exposing yourself to sunlight can be good it'll help your body process the difference between day and night and activity and sleep so uh give it a try uh next under cultivating healthy daily habits is get physical activity if you get physical activity during the day like i was talking about with the hike um you will be more likely to sleep well uh whether it's downloading a little app on your phone and doing some simple exercises in your own living room or going to an actual gym or going outside and playing catch with your your siblings or your family or your friends or you know anything really anything swimming hiking running jogging whatever just get some type of physical activity in your day because that that will definitely help you sleep harder and better at night Um, next under cultivating healthy daily habits is don't eat large quantities of food at night. I know we all love a late snack. We all love to tiptoe out of our room when our parents are asleep and be like, oh my gosh, I see those Oreos. I see those Doritos. I want to watch Netflix and binge and eat all my snacks and life is good. Life may be good in the moment, sis, but when you, when you get back in bed, your mind's going to be like, oh why'd you do me like that or we're gonna be like why did we eat all that food or and especially our bodies are not gonna like it I mean I know me personally if I eat like crap for a long time my body's like I don't like that I'm kind of nauseous now I don't really feel great I feel my body feels a little shaky I think I had too much sugar today um those are all signs that yeah no 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 (laughs) our bodies are like hey red flag don't eat that (laughs) so um yeah don't eat large meals at night Uh, I get every now and then we want a little snack but try try to go to something healthier if you can and something smaller like hey I'm gonna go eat a couple of carrots or hey I'm gonna go eat a few chocolate almonds instead of being like yeah Doritos chips cut like top of ice cream like those are things that our body will not like um and it's weird um why it works like this but eating large quantities of food at night um it makes it hard for you to fall asleep because your body is still trying to digest that stuff when you're trying to sleep so when your mind is like ready to shut down your body's like hey no we can't like you just ate all that stuff we have to digest some of that before we're gonna let you sleep so try to eat smaller snacks and I mean I know we all love a little sugar or you know some chips every now and then so but just try to you know portion control and uh don't do it every night you know once in a blue moon I get it it's cool we all do it but try to keep yourself on a steady cycle so uh your body doesn't doesn't hate you Um, the last one under cultivating healthy daily habits is avoiding caffeine in the evening. Uh, I'm guilty of this. Might as well point an arrow at me or just give this whole segment my name because I'm guilty of this. I, for some reason, I'm not a morning coffee drinker. I love coffee, but I never want to grab it in the morning. It's always like after school at like 4 p.m. And I'm like, hey, I kind of want an iced coffee. And then... I'm like, ooh, yeah, super hyper, super hyper. Uh, I always get really hyper after coffee. I don't really get hyper after soda, but after coffee, oh, for sure. I will be like 
running around my room or making the corniest jokes ever and everyone like the people who live with me or if if a friend is over at my house or vice versa I'm at someone else's house like they're just looking at me like dude are you okay like should I put you in an insane asylum I'm thinking so so uh try not to have caffeine in the evening it keeps us awake it's actually a stimulant uh coffee and soda and stuff like that they're stimulants and uh they're supposed to give us energy and activity and they're supposed to wake us up so drinking it before we're gonna go to sleep or closer to when we're supposed to is not really good for us that may be another reason why you struggle sleeping if you're one of the ones who likes to drink a soda and then try to go to bed or you know drinks coffee at 5 p.m like me and then you're like oh hey bad idea i can't sleep now i'm up until three in the morning so just think about those things and uh try to have your caffeine in the morning if you want it uh no later than 12 in the afternoon okay maybe one i get it but (laughs) Just try not to uh, expose yourself to that caffeine that late. Uh, Number three is optimize your bedroom. Uh, So the first thing under optimizing your bedroom is find a pillow and mattress that are comfortable for you. Um, Some people have a really, really hard time falling asleep if they're in an environment in the room that is not comfortable, comfortable for them. If you have a mattress that is really, really old or... Uh, it's too firm for you or it's too squishy and soft for you or you know whatever it is or oh this pillow is too stiff it makes my neck hurt or oh this pillow's too like flat like I don't even feel like I have a pillow um so try to find things um that will make you comfortable because when we sleep we typically want to sleep in a comfortable place I mean every now and then I'm sure we can crash on the couch or like you know when we're super tired, fall asleep on our desk at school. But uh, typically when we think of sleep, we think of being comfortable and cozy and like feeling safe. And uh, it's sleep is really nice when it's done the right way. So try to find a pillow and mattress that are comfortable for you to make your environment better. It'll definitely help. I know me. I struggled with sleep kind of for a while. Uh, because I, I hated my pillows. I always thought that my pillows were like too stiff. They made my neck hurt and stuff. Uh, and then my boyfriend gave me a pillow that was super, super squishy and like fantastic. I've never had a better pillow. And I sleep fantastically now. I am knocked out. I think about it during the day. I'm like, I can't wait to sleep in my bed with my comfy pillow and my blanket. So just find things that are good for you. And I'm telling you, it will help. Uh, two, uh, set your room to a comfortable temperature. We all know that we cannot sleep when we are super, super sweaty and hot, Uh, especially in the summer. Um, I live in Arizona, so uh, here it is extremely hot in the summer. Uh, Turning my fan on high sometimes isn't even enough. Like most of us in the summer, we're sleeping with shorts and like a tank top or like some people like the guys like no shirt at all. So Set your room to a comfortable temperature, whether it's a little bit colder or a little bit warmer, depending on how you like to sleep. Find that comfortable temperature and it's easier to sleep because I know we cannot sleep when we're too cold and we cannot sleep when we're too hot. So find that good in between. And um, that's also a great place to start. Uh, What was the last one? Oh, the last one is block out light. Um, Some of us need a little like I get it. Sometimes some people don't like light don't like light, don't like darkness, I get it, some people have a fear of the dark, um, 
I personally don't really mind it. I can sleep better when there's no light. Like me, I'm the type of person who struggles to sleep with light on. I can't sleep with the TV on. I can't sleep with a nightlight. I can't sleep with honestly anything. I need my room to be pitch black, dark, cozy, comfy. Yeah, that's how I sleep. Um, I know some people... Uh, need their light but most of the time it's better to it's better to make your room dark the darker your room is uh the more your brain is likely to be like okay it's time for sleep just like I was talking about with the the sunlight and daylight thing like when it's dark outside and there's dark outside and then there's the the daylight as well i'm like my brain is my brain's a mess right now um but yes blocking out light is a great way to sleep uh it will help you it will help you for sure i know that uh i used to sleep with the tv on when i was little and stuff we most of us all have that fear when we're young of oh my god the boogeyman or like oh i'm scared of the dark like the ghosts are gonna get me but as i've gotten older sleeping with a light on is like it's like pouring your milk before your cereal. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> you cannot sleep with a light on and expect it to be fine. Like, couldn't be me. I, I need it dark. <laughs> so try blocking out the light and see if it helps. All right, last on our sleeping agenda, I'm going to give you guys some personal tips and tricks for sleep. Uh, some of these I have tried before and others are ones that uh, others have said that they liked. So... Number one is the design your dream room trick. So we all have days where we lay in bed and we're, you know, our eyes are closed. We're trying to get rest and our brain is just like, hey, wake up. No, 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 no sleep, no sleep for you. So um, this trick basically entails closing your eyes, finding a comfortable position in bed and designing your dream room if you're if your mind is wandering or you're thinking about how you got a bad grade on your test or there's something going on in your personal life and you're just not having the greatest day just close your eyes and design your dream room think of what it would look like how big would it be what color would the walls be um what what kind of furniture would furniture would you have in there would you have like dim lighting or bright lighting or fancy TVs or no TV or and you basically just close your eyes you take deep breaths and you design your dream room in your mind and it's supposed to be really really therapeutical and relaxing and I've tried this one a couple times and it's definitely helped um it's not perfect I mean sometimes my mind wanders and I'm like back on what I was thinking of prior but the couple of times that I've tried it it has definitely helped more than me just laying there and overthinking um the second one is imagining numbers trick so (laughs) this one's definitely something this one i technically tend to use actually very frequently so this one entails closing your eyes and envisioning a teacher imagining a teacher in the front of a classroom it can be any classroom any teacher a random teacher or one of your teachers it just a professor just imagine a professor and imagine writing numbers on a chalkboard you know the teacher is in the front of the class and he calls on you hey so and so come up here and write the numbers one through ten on the board for me 
you're going to envision in first person point of view your own self drawing the numbers on the whiteboard so you're gonna like basically watch yourself write them uh but you want the trick to this the the way that it makes it calming and peaceful and helpful is you're supposed to do it slowly so you're supposed to do each number like imagine yourself drawing the number one but you're going to draw the number one slowly and then you're going to pick up your chalk or your marker and you're going to slowly draw number two and then you're going to slowly draw number three and you're going to go all the way up until 10. If you have not fallen asleep or you do not feel yourself drifting off, you restart. You've gotten to 10, one, and then you go to two. And you basically just repeat it until your mind is so calm, so tired that it just knocks out. Uh, So I've tried this one a lot and it definitely has helped me. So uh, if you can't sleep, try the imagine numbers trick. Number three is the three, five, seven breathing method. This is when you inhale for three seconds, slowly, slowly inhale for three seconds, hold your breath for five seconds, and really slowly exhale for seven. So it's a three, five, seven trick. Inhale for three, hold for five, exhale for seven. And you just repeat that a few times until your mind and your body start to feel loosen up like some little noodles out here. Uh, and then your mind just drifts off. And if it doesn't drift off, you try again, or you try the imagining numbers trick, or you try the design your room trick. You just try different ones and it'll help. Um, uh, number four is listen to some music. If you can't sleep or you're struggling Uh, Listen to some music, put some headphones in or AirPods. I know a lot of people be using AirPods. Uh, Put something in, close your eyes, lay on your back or your stomach or your side, whatever way you're comfortable, and just enjoy the music. Enjoy it. Close your eyes, let it play, and let yourself drift off. Um, Typically, when they say to listen to music, it's typically stuff that's uh, quiet and peaceful, like piano music or guitar, something something soothing. Um, but I, I personally can fall asleep to some rap music and I'm good. Uh, I can put on some sad songs and I'm good. Uh, music for me personally just helps a lot. I can fall asleep at any time when listening to music. Um, but whatever music helps you, just try some different ones, try different genres and, uh, figure out what it is that your mind likes the most. Number five, avoid electronics before bed. Um, I, I'm guilty of this one too. Uh, I tend to be on my phone right before bed or we finish all the stuff we're doing with our day. We, we jump into bed, we go on our phone, we go on TikTok and then, you know, we're only supposed to watch a couple TikToks and next thing you know, it's three in the morning and we're like, oh my God, I was on TikTok for three hours. What? Um, so we tend to get really distracted with our phones, um, or we'll be on social media, we'll be, we'll be on Twitter reading them tweets, or on, on the gram looking at everyone's photos, or texting on Snapchat, or we get so distracted on our phones, so avoid electronics before you go to sleep. This is hard, this is something that I'm definitely going to have to work on uh, as well, because I'm guilty of being on my phone before bed, but uh, just put your phone down, you know, if you want to go on your phone, set a timer, Set a timer for 15, 20 minutes, lay in bed, sit in bed, whatever, look on your phone. When that timer goes off, that's a sign, hey, it's time for bed, get off your phone, put your phone down, and let your body rest. So um, 
avoid those electronics before bed. Uh, they're actually the the blue screen light actually I don't I don't know the whole science behind it, but I know that it basically makes your brain feel awake. It's kind of like that daylight stimulation that we were talking about earlier. So, being on your phone with uh the brightness setting and stuff like that, the brightness shining in your eyes and going to your brain, it makes you want to uh, be awake. It, it makes you less tired. So try to avoid the phones and stuff like that before bed. Uh, that might help. Number six, uh, is aromatherapy. Uh, what is aromatherapy? You may say that's a big word. What does that even mean? Uh, so it's basically exactly what it sounds like. Aroma, which is having to do with smelling and scents and therapy, you know, helping, (laughs) helping therapy, helping. (laughs) So, it's basically using smells and oils and stuff to help you fall asleep. So it's exactly how it sounds, aromatherapy. Um, essential oils uh, are, are great for aromatherapy. If anybody uh, is going to try something, look into some essential oils in a diffuser. Uh, I know lavender is really good for sleep. Put some lavender essential oil drops into the diffuser and then put that in your room and that it like cleans the air. It makes it smell good. And lavender has been known for uh, helping people sleep. So it's it's very calming. So try that. Or the last one, take a bath. <laughs> There's nothing like getting in the hot, not hot tub. What? I wish. Uh, getting in the bathtub and playing some soft music or, you know, lighting a candle for yourself in the dark and just letting yourself sit there and relax. Uh, another thing is you can add a, a bath bomb in there. Those can be calming. Uh, or you can try uh, like Epsom salt or like, like there's all kinds of things you can put in your bath but Epsom salt is supposed to relax your muscles and help with uh pain or if you've been working out a lot and your muscles are sore try some Epsom salt and some bath water um but those are the personal tips and tricks that I have for sleep some of them I've tried I've yet to try aromatherapy so I'm gonna try aromatherapy but all the other ones are things that I've done before um so honestly that is all we have for the first half of this episode. That that is sleep hygiene. That's mostly what it entails. Uh, so I think I think it's time for everyone to take a break, pause this episode, go get some water or some some carrots like we were talking about, and you know take a take a five minute break. It's been a decently long episode so far, and then come back and jump into some organization. Now that you know how to sleep, the only thing left is to know how to stay organized. So. Let's jump into that. All right, now that everybody's back from their little break, took a deep breath, went and got some food, uh, now that you're back for part two, we're going to do some organization. Uh, I'm going to split this into two little segments. Uh, the first one is going to be information on how to stay organized in school. I know some of you may not be in school right now, but I know a lot of people who are, so we're going to do some organization in school. Uh, and then the second half will just be organization in general and how to stay organized in your daily life. Um, so first, how do we stay organized in school? Uh, number one for me is to create a to-do list, whether that's a daily to-do list or a weekly to-do list. So 
Um, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this one in depth and I was like, what if, what if we just made a list, you know, what if we took a notebook with us to every class or some of us may be online at the moment. So you don't really have to take the notebook with you. You can kind of just sit it next to you. Um, but those of you who are on campus right now, you know, just bring a notebook with you to school and, uh, in between every class that you go to take notes on what it is that you need to do for homework in that class or any other classes. So let's say you go to your first hour class and let's say you have history first hour and your history teacher goes over some notes and then uh, he says for the last 10 minutes of class he's going to let you guys work on your exercise for the last 10 minutes of class let's say there's seven questions and you got done with five so in your notebook you're going to make your columns i would suggest making columns one for each class one for each day of the week so monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then each class, history, bio, whatever, like whatever classes you have, write them out. Um, and then uh, let's say that you, you didn't finish all your questions. You're on question number five. Uh, write down under your history, write down the time. Um, not the time, not the time. Uh, write down the assignment and what it is that you need to do for that assignment for homework. So write down, I need to complete questions six and seven for homework by 3 p.m. or whatever it may be. If you set a time for yourself, if you set mental deadlines in your brain, it will be it will be way easier to keep track of stuff because you'll be able to break things down. You'll be like, okay, I need to complete my history stuff by 3 p.m. Then I'm going to take a little break, get some water, whatever. And then I'm going to get back at work at 3.15 and I'm going to complete my homework for math. And I'm going to make sure that I'm done with math by 4 o'clock because math is stressful. I need a little bit more time for math, but I want to make sure that I set those mental deadlines. Make yourself that list. Write those things out. And then, honestly, when you're done with each one, you get to check each one off. And it helps you keep track of what you're doing, what has already been completed, and what needs to still be completed. That way, you know, you just get your stuff done. You're productive. Um, Number two. Take productive and understanding notes when in class. Uh, I know notes are annoying. I get it. They can be very frustrating. Nobody wants to sit there and take notes, especially if it's your own handwritten notes and it's not like fill in the blank ones or something easy. I get note taking can be annoying, Um, but it's also very important uh, in the process of learning. So just make sure your notes are something that you can understand. They don't have to be something that the rest of the class gets or that the teacher understands. It has to be something for you that when you look back, you will know what that lesson was about. You will know what you've been taught. Um, It's very important to take these notes so you can look back and know what it is that you need to work on or what you already know. Number three is going to be break up your complicated assignments. Uh, we tend to look at the bigger picture and go, oh my gosh, I have five assignments to complete by Thursday. I've started none of them and it's Wednesday. What am I going to do? 
okay, you know what's easier? I'm going to do none because this is very overwhelming. Uh, my brain does not like the thought of sitting here for a very long time and trying to complete these. So you know what? I'm just not going to do any of them. And in our minds, we're like, hey, that's good logic. But honestly, it's not. What is easier is to break things down and to understand your abilities, to understand what it is that you're good at and what it is that you're not good at and break things up. If you're like, hey, I'm honestly not that great at history and this assignment is giving me a lot of stress, I'm going to shoot it out the park first. I'm going to sit down on Monday when he assigned it, when I get home from school, and I'm going to break things down, and I'm going to spend 30 minutes with no phone, no nothing, and I'm just going to buckle down on this assignment and do everything that I can to get it done because it's difficult. And honestly, most of the time, uh, teachers will give you credit for just trying. You don't. Sometimes you don't have to be 100% correct. All of it you have to do is just make sure that you get it done, that you're trying your absolute best, that you're taking the time to think about the assignment and get the work done that's needed to be done. Uh, unless it's math, obviously. Math, you usually need to be correct, but um, any other class, they're they're usually decently lenient. Um, so break up your complicated tasks. Uh spend some time working on another one and then the next day focus a little bit more on the on the next one that's hard for you and then save your easy ones for last because you know that you'll be able to get those done by the time that they're due uh, and then this helps your mind feel less cluttered and key key word organized your brain is organized you're like okay i did this on monday i'm gonna do this one on tuesday this one on wednesday and i'll be done by thursday um and then your brain your brain's like hey this is this is a lot better for me and my work ethic i know what i'm good at i know what i'm not good at and your mind you almost feel proud of yourself afterwards you're like hey i really did knock those two assignments out of the park and i got a pretty good grade on it you know so break things apart don't don't sit there and go hey i've got four things to do so I'm going to do none because they're stressful. Instead, be like, hey, I only have one thing to do today. Tomorrow, I got to knock that other one out. Or, hey, I've got all of these due by midnight, but I'm going to work on them in different ratios. I'm going to spend 30 minutes working on first hour. Then I'm going to spend 45 minutes working on math. Then I'm going to spend another 20 minutes working on my last one and I'll be done by that deadline. Break things up instead of going, oh my God, I have to spend three hours on schoolwork. Like no one wants to do that. So break it up into different sections and it will be way easier to deal with. Number four, I believe, um, set a designated time for working on your assignments. Uh, like we were saying, set those times, set those times, set those times. Whether it's on your list that you write down, whether you write the time down on the side, or whether you just... Um, mentally leave a little note for yourself uh, but set a time that you're going to work on it in your brain so that way your mind knows when it needs to be done and you're more likely to do it instead of going hey I gotta do this by Thursday so you don't do it Monday you don't do it Tuesday and then Wednesday you're like oh damn it that's due tomorrow like nobody nobody wants that so set those times for yourself Monday I'm doing this at 3 p.m and I'm going to do it regardless because I need to Tuesday, I'm going to do this because I need to. Uh, and you will be more likely to get things done if you set deadlines and times for yourself. And especially if you do set those deadlines, you're like, hey, I'm going to work on this by three. And I have to make sure that my deadline is four. I have an hour to work on this. Let's let's get in the zone. Let's think. Let's do it. Um, that is way better than being like, hey, I have to do it by Thursday. Who cares? Who cares about Monday? Who cares about Tuesday? I got it on Wednesday night. Then 
you spend all that time doing what you know procrastinating (laughs) and then you get there and you're like oh my god I have four to do I I give up I give up and then you get nothing done and the grades decrease so set those times get stuff done number five 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 (laughs) avoid distractions when you're working if you're doing schoolwork put your phone down if you're doing homework Put your phone down. If you're working on whatever it is for school, just put your phone down. Uh, don't be talking with your family when you're doing schoolwork. Just stay in that working zone that you need to be in because uh, it will take you way longer to complete a task if there are distractions than it would be if you just put the distractions away, focused on the work that needs to be done for the duration of time that you set for yourself and then you complete them and you feel accomplished. You feel you feel proud of yourself and it doesn't feel as stressful as it would be if you were kind of sort of working on it. You answered one question, spent 20 minutes on TikTok, answered another question, spent 20 minutes on TikTok. Like those kind of things are just they're not good. They make the process so much harder and longer than it needs to be. So just avoid avoid the distractions while you can and get shit get shit done fast. Get shit done fast. Um number 7 6. 6. We're not 7. We don't have 7. We have 6. This is the last one. Um mentally motivate yourself. I know we don't want to look like a crazy lady talking to our cats or, you know, just just talking out loud like a crazy person. Um, But honestly, as cliche as it sounds, just talk to yourself. Mentally tell yourself that you can do it because you can. I believe in you and I know damn well that you can get your stuff done. You just have to tell yourself that you can as well. A lot of the time we're like, I can't do this. I can't. This is too much. I give up. I give up. I'm a failure. I'm stupid. I'm done. And that kind of mindset to have is not good. It's not good for us and our health or for our assignments and our work that needs to be done. Like we're just, we're the ones that are causing ourselves to fail. Like there's nobody else who can cause us to fail except ourselves. If we fail, it's because we chose to fail. We did not fight the hardest that we could have. We didn't put in enough work that we needed to. And we're the reason we're failing. Sometimes we don't have the greatest teachers, but there's always other options. If you really want it, you'll do it. Having a bad teacher is not an an excuse for a missing assignment, you know? If you don't understand something, go and talk to your teacher after school. Send them an email. And if your teacher doesn't help you and it still doesn't make sense, you know what you can do? Just try. Even if you don't really get it, you can still try, you know? And missing assignments are because we chose to give up. We chose to not do them. So don't do that. Mentally motivate yourself. Um, and tell yourself that you can do it because you can. Um, whether you're just sitting there working on an assignment and you have to talk yourself through it, be like, hey, this is really hard, but I just completed three questions. I only have two left. I got it. I just completed four questions now. I'm literally on the last one. This was not as hard as I thought. You are strong, you are smart, and you can do this. And you don't have to say it out loud. I mean, if you want to, you can. But just giving yourself those little notes in your head as you're working through each assignment can make such a huge difference. And I know because I've done it. There has been times um, where I don't want to complete the stuff that I do, but I did. And I'm really, really successful because of it. I have amazing grades and I'm in a position that I'm proud to be in uh and and that didn't come easy that didn't come easy that took work and that took time and that took motivation and everyone can do that if you believe in yourself and you tell yourself that you can do it you most definitely can and if you tell yourself you can't you can't 
you're the only person who can determine the grade that you want. And if you want that A bad enough, or even that B, or even to just be passing, you will do what is necessary to do it. You just have to, you know, like we said, all of the things. Avoid avoid the distractions, set your time for work, break up the assignments, take productive and understanding notes, create a to-do list, and mentally motivate yourself. And I'm telling you, you will be passing with flying colors. You will do amazing most of the time. Just paying attention in class, doing the work is all that you need in order to pass. Sometimes we're going to fail tests. Sometimes we're not going to be perfect. We're going to mess up. But as long as we stay in that zone and we push ourselves to the, to the max and we do everything that we can to get the grades that we want to have, we will get them. You know what? If you tell yourself, I can do it and I'm going to get there because I want to. Because I want to make myself proud. I want to make my family proud. I want to, I want to graduate and I want to do it. I, I want to for myself and for my future. You will find a way to do it. So that was just a little uh, pep talk out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, mentally motivate yourself. And hey, if you don't want to mentally motivate yourself, you can always come re-listen to this podcast episode, you know. <laughs> And uh, listen to those words of advice that I have for you because you really can do it. And I'm always here for you uh, virtually. Um, I believe in you more than you ever think. If I can do it, I know you can do it. So go execute it. Go crush your go crush your school game, okay? Do amazing. Get those good grades and make yourself proud. Make me proud. I will be so proud of you uh, if you guys just go out there and do your best. That's all that matters is that you're doing your best. All right, everybody, now that we're done with organization in school, we're going to jump into our last category for today's episode, how to stay organized in your daily life. Um, Organization in your daily life is really important. It makes things uh, flow smoother and it just makes life more enjoyable. So the first thing we're going to talk about with organization in your daily life, I think the first step If you're a really messy person or your life is very unorganized, I would say right now, if you're looking for organization and you're listening to my episode and you're wanting to change your ways, the first thing you need to do to ever have an organized life, you need to start by removing the junk in your life. That means decluttering your house from any items that you need to let go of, uh, But not only items, uh, just decluttering your house and letting go of people or things that aren't beneficial to you in the chapter of life that you're in right now. Um, We tend to hold on to things. Most, most people do. They tend to love really hard or care really hard or, you know, if there's something in their life and they want it in their life, it's very hard to let go of it. Uh, And then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But if we want to move on and move forward and live that organized, scheduleized, productive and successful life. We must rid ourselves of all of the things that don't that don't prove that don't promote that good future. So uh sometimes it's good to just be like, hey, look, you're in my life right now but you're kind of a bad person or you kind of bring me down and and kill my mood or you make me feel very stressed and unhappy. Sometimes it's better to walk away from those people because nobody wants that that environment and that energy 
to just hinder around them in their day-to-day life. Um, And it's okay to say bye to people. It's okay to part ways and still be cool with somebody. It's okay to be like, hey, I'm I'm in a different chapter of my life right now than you are. It's okay for us to part ways and go, you know, in different directions. It's all out of love. It's, you know, I still have respect for you. I still like you. I still care for you. But it's time for me to walk in a direction that is moving forward. Uh, if we hinder onto things that resemble our past, we're living in our past. We're constantly holding on to the past and everything that once was before it instead of living in the present and thinking of our future and thinking of what is to come. Uh, we only get one life. I mean, unless you believe in the afterlife and stuff like that. But typically, we when we think of life, we think of only getting one. So we need to be in the present. We need to embrace the present and love the present and accept all that comes with it. But we also need to be thinking towards what's to come. You know, we need to be building ourselves and preparing ourselves for what is to come in the near future. So, uh, it's very important to rid ourselves of all the toxicity and stuff like that. It's okay um, to use those experiences and those struggles as things that will build us in, in who we will become. We, we're never going to be able to get rid of the past. The past is simply the past and it's always going to be the past and it's always going to be there. That's okay. That it, it's, it's important for us to use our past to guide us to our future, but it's, What's not okay for anybody is to hold on to everything that is the past. You know, sometimes we need to be like, hey, it's time to let that piece of clothing go. I, oh my God, my English, my piece of clothing go. Uh, or, hey, I need to, I need to get rid of this. I, I haven't used this in over six months. It's just sitting in my desk for no reason, taking up space. I'm going to donate it. Or, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to reuse this and use it for something else because I'm not using it for the purpose that it's used for. Uh, So the first thing that you need to do is just declutter. Get rid of junk, whether it's items or people or values or things, bad habits that you want to get rid of. Just starting with a fresh slate is best in order to move forward. So get rid of all those things. That's that's my advice. If you're wanting to change your ways, get rid of the junk in your life and you will be in the right direction for a better future, a more organized day-to-day life. Uh, two, we've talked about this throughout this whole podcast episode, but just have a morning and night routine. Have a morning and night routine. Um, it is really important to uh, do those things that help our mind and body uh, recognize what what time of day it is and what is going on in our life. And it honestly can bring joy and happiness and a sense of uh, peace to us when we know what we have to do. We wake up and we're like, all right, shower, brush teeth, do hair, you know, put on a snazzy outfit, go to school, do this, come home, cook dinner, do a workout, uh, take another shower, and then go to sleep. If our mind knows that that is what is part of our day it's easier to be like all right now we're doing this or now we're doing this and we we, we're not as bored we're not as stressed out about things because we know exactly what it is that we have to do have a morning routine that starts your day off right 
and have a night routine that ends your day right. If there are things that go on in your day that are not the greatest, you know that at the end of the day you have your night routine that will make you feel better. If you if you didn't have the greatest night, you wake up knowing that you have your morning routine to make your day better. So start your day off right, end your day right, period. Just have a morning and night routine, get into the habit of it, um, I read something that said it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. That's with relationships. That is with anything in your life. It takes 21 days of consistent work or whatever it is that you're doing in order to make something a habit or to break a habit. So if you want to get in the in the routine of having a morning and night routine, start today. Start tonight and um, continue it for 21 days. And next thing you know, those 21 days will feel like it's normal and you'll be like oh yeah tomorrow I gotta do this in the morning or hey tomorrow night I or tonight I gotta do this tonight um and you just get in the habit of of doing it and it and it makes things go way smoother than they did before uh number three have a positive mindset in the face of adversity uh life is tough There are going to be people that are tough there are going to be situations that are tough but uh if you want to stay organized and live that not dream life, but kind of like that dream life. Like you see those super moms that are like, you know, everyone has their battles, right? But you see those like super moms that have like three kids. They're like super fit. They cook dinner for their kids every night. They drink like, like a whole gallon of water a day and they still find time to take a shower and like love themselves. Like that's like everyone's dream, right? They're like, oh my gosh, like she really has her stuff together and she has an amazing job and she's making bank. Like I want that. Um, but behind the cameras, behind the scenes, every every person has their struggles. Um, but what separates the struggle from being good and being bad is your mindset. You know, you can tell yourself, this is tough, this is rough right now, but I know that I'll get through it. Or uh, I don't like the situation I'm in right now, but I know that it will get better soon. I, I have faith that it will. I believe and have hope that it will because I'm going to work toward it. Uh, so just believe in yourselves. And uh, I'm telling you, good things will come. They will come. They will come with time. Things take time. But uh, have that positive mindset in the face of adversity and you will go way farther than you ever thought was possible. Uh, I struggle sometimes. We all struggle sometimes. But you got you to gotta know your worth. You got to know where you stand. And that is how you get the image of that perfect supermom life, you know? So just stay strong, keep pushing forward, and you will get there. I mean, honestly, uh, I've kind of gotten to that point in my life where it's almost like I'm unfazed by by certain things, you know, like certain bad situations that are tiny don't seem that big or important to me anymore because I'm like, okay, that was so simple, that was so tiny, why am I upset over it, you know, why am I all bummed and negative Nancy all day because of it, like, there's no reason, there's no reason for that one thing or something small to ruin my day, so just have a positive mindset in spite of the things going on around you, and you will grow. Uh, Four, create a special space for everything in your house. If you want to physically be organized, (laughs) You need to have a designated place for all of your things. You need to be like, okay, socks go right here all the time. Shorts go here all the time. My random, you know, I don't know. What do people have in their rooms? I don't even know. What do I have in my room? I got a lot of plants. (laughs) But like whatever it is that you have in your room 
or honestly anywhere in your house have a designated place so when you take it out you know exactly where it needs to go when it's being put away um therefore you don't let your room or your whole house just pile up and be messy you know if you see that there are dirty dishes and you've got a few minutes do them don't be like eh later you know like that's how unorganization begins and how it manifests so just do the things that needed to be done when you see that they're there and have a place for everything in your house you will it will look clean and it will help your mind feel clean I know me personally when my environment is clean I feel clean my mind feels fresh and like good you know but like when I'm in a dirty environment or a place that is not the most sanitary my mind feels anxiety like I'm like oh my gosh this is dirty I don't like this so if whenever you can in your own home make sure that you create a space that is comfortable for you and be able to uh, locate and pinpoint where everything goes five be consistent and finish the things you start if you want to have an organized life and you want to be an organized person you need to be consistent with everything you do and if you start something you better finish it because that is unfinishing things is how that one that unorganization continues that's how it starts you're like hey i got a homework assignment but i'm not gonna do it uh i'm supposed to cook dinner uh i made i made the spaghetti sauce but i'm not gonna cook the noodles uh i i made the bottom half of my bed but i'm not gonna fix my pillows i'm just gonna leave the blanket nice and the rest of it messy like don't be that person if you're gonna start it you finish it you do it all the way go big or go home sis like either don't do it at all and be that person who sucks or do it all the way don't don't half ass it don't meet in the middle if you're gonna do it do it big um six i think we're on Yes, six, don't procrastinate. This is a huge one. I, I'm i a big procrastinator and somehow I still manage to get everything done that needs to be done. But uh, it's not the best habit to have. So be, be the type of person that gets stuff done the second it needs to be instead of being like, oh, tomorrow or 20 minutes from now or eh, later, <laughs> you know. Uh, try to be the person who strives uh to work hard and get things done when they need to be done. Uh, If you're the type of person who doesn't procrastinate, you get things done uh, more efficiently and usually well done. It's usually done very well if you just like, hey, I'm going to work hard on it now because I know it will pay off later. That's the mindset you got to have. If I do it now, it'll pay off later. The struggles of now are the successes of later. So that's how I think of it. I just am like, all right, I, I got to get this done. So I'm going to do it. Um, I think we're on seven. Oh, huge one. Intake the proper nutrition. This is weird. Why? How, how on earth can nutrition have to do with being organized? You'd be surprised. If you have the proper nutrition intake, you have... Typically, people have more of a, like, a good mindset on things, and they're more likely to succeed at what they're doing. They're like, hey, yo, um, I just had a salad and some healthy rice, and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like I want to go for a run. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm going to clean my house a little because I did something that was good and I know that it was good for my body. I know that it was good for, you know, for myself. So 
Intake the proper nutrition, and honestly, it would be nice to just spend 10 minutes every day to think of the meals you'd like to make that day. If you just take 10 minutes to set aside, sit there and be like, all right, I would like to make chicken, rice, and salad for dinner. Uh, For breakfast, I'm thinking maybe some oatmeal with some fruit on top. And lunch, uh, lunch will be something simple. I'll make like a little pasta salad and uh, add in some veggies in there or whatever, and it'll be good. And then you have all of your meal things set. You know what you're going to make when you wake up. You know what you're going to make in the middle of your day. And you know what you're going to have for dinner. So it's executed it'll it'll more likely be executed because you're like hey i already know what i want i want this for breakfast this for lunch this for dinner i need to buy these ingredients from the store or hey i already have these ingredients here um and then it it helps you feel organized because you don't have to spend all that time rummaging through your house for food and you're you're more likely to eat less because you're not going to be rummaging through your house like oh my god where's the oreos Where's the top of ice cream? I'm just hungry. I don't care what I eat. And I know sometimes we have that mindset where we're just like, I'm just hungry, which I get. But if you set that time, those 10 minutes every day to just think of the meals you'd want and you are willing to, to take the time to prep them, no problem. Easy peasy. Um, eight, I think. Eight. Yes, eight. Um, water, water, water. Tap, 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 tap. Drink. Tap, tap, tap your mother freaking tap 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 water just drink water please please if you're one of those people who's like i don't like water i'm like you don't like the necessities to live <laughs> just drink some water bro you need it i'm telling you you need it uh it will it will impact you greatly if you're if you're dehydrated everything in your life is messy your body, your internal organs, they're feeling messy. Uh, everything else around you is feeling messy. You're going to be more lazy. You're going to be unproductive. You're not going to be good at the things you're doing. Uh, water helps a lot. So just drink some water. Drink some water and stay on top of it. Every couple of, uh, I know some people every couple of minutes drink water, but uh, at least every half an hour, get like a couple good gulps of water in there. Like you need it. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind and it helps you work at a better rate. Uh, and a better pace, more successful in the things you do. So drink your water. Uh, lastly, oh my gosh, this is the last one we have for today. Um, recognize your strengths and weaknesses and change them accordingly. So an organized person, as we were talking about in our example earlier with the super mom, you need to be able to recognize what it is that you're good at. That mom is good at taking care of her kids going to work, and cooking dinner. But what she might not be good at is spending time for herself or um, cleaning the backyard, you know? Maybe she doesn't scoop the dog poop every day because she just doesn't have time or she's stressed with it. She knows what she's good at. She knows what she's not good at. And she's willing to make those changes. That super mom is going to be like, hey, I realize that I don't pick up dog poop every day, but I'm working on it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to pick it up at least four times out of the week. So I don't have, you know, a landfill in my backyard. I'm going to try to do that. And um, 
recognizing your strengths and weaknesses is something that's important in order to stay organized you gotta be able to be like hey i know that i'm good at this and i'm proud that i'm good at this i know what i can do and also being able to recognize hey i'm not the greatest at this and i recognize that and i'm willing to make the changes in order to keep my life organized so uh just try try to be able to i mean some people i know some people that are very stubborn and are like no i'm not wrong what do you mean me wrong me and wrong in the same sentence i could never um but try if you're that stubborn person just try to be like hey you might be right i think you're i think you're right i i was not the greatest at that and i recognize that so i'm gonna try and fix it those kind of people uh get much farther in life than those that are like never mind i i'm totally right what are you saying no no like those people don't they don't grow they stay in that same stubborn bubble that just screams tourists like i don't know that's the vibe i get so try to try to embrace try to embrace uh your weaknesses and uh love your strengths be proud of your strengths don't be cocky but be proud (laughs) um so yeah, that's all we have for organization today and sleep hygiene. Uh, I think it was a successful episode. All right, everybody, if you've listened this far, you've made it to the end of the episode. I just wanted to say a few things before we cut this off. Thank you so much to everybody who has been showing so much love and support these past uh, first episodes. It's been a lot of fun and I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, Make sure to follow the Talkative Hotline Instagram account where I'll be posting updates about uh, the podcast and everything at the.talkative.hotline. I'm thinking that next episode we might have a guest on here. I'd love to get somebody else's opinion on something uh, besides myself. Uh, So feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram if you'd be interested in Uh, featuring on an episode. I think it'd be fun to get some of you guys on here. Oh, and one last thing. Make sure to always listen to your heart and the podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon.